0: Testing, testing. Is this thing on? Or has the deep state silenced
1: this? OMG, oh, we're recording again!
0: Yep, we're back, everybody. If you thought we'd never make a season two, fuck you, you're wrong and you're also dead to me.
1: And thank you to everyone who came back. A lot has changed in the basement, but we're still the same old Riley and Evelyn.
0: Have you been enjoying your new freedom, Ev?
1: It's been pretty good. I've been able to revisit some of my favorite places from when I was alive. I got to see a bunch of dogs. And I've even met a few new ghosts around town!
0: I've been enjoying having some privacy back. I can finally listen to Dildo Fusion without headphones, and my trips to the bathroom have never been so relaxing.
1: Yeah, you actually started showering again.
0: It feels good. Glad to be able to do it. So, Evelyn, you want to do the intro?
1: Hey, everybody! If you're listening to this, then it means you're either new here, or you stuck with us for season two! Either way, thanks!
0: People are always trying to send submarines down to the bottom of Mariana's trench, But nobody cares enough to investigate the second deepest trench in the ocean. And that? That is where the Crab Lord lives. I'm Riley, your best ghoul friend.
1: And I'm Evelyn, your ghost host with the
0: most! This is Les's Morgue, the show where a ghost and a ghoul talk about stuff. Listeners, we're about to embark on a historical journey. I want you all to cast your minds back to 1998. Evelyn, how old were you in 98?
1: I was in my junior year at Sacred Light Academy for Girls in Newport, and yes, before anyone asks, that is why I'm gay!
0: I was five. Altogether, it was a simpler time for everyone.
1: Well, not really for everyone, Riley.
0: My point is Facebook didn't exist, and Giuliano Amato hadn't done 9-11 yet. The internet was in its infancy, and international communication was much harder. Japan was on the edge of recession, and its artists were producing weird, low-budget content at never-before-seen speeds.
1: Is this gonna be about Digimon?
0: No, Evelyn, I told you I was keeping my Digimon hot takes off the record. This is about the most obscure and deep of deep web animes. A little project known as The End.ABI.
1: Why did you say the file extension?
0: That's not a file extension, it's part of the title.
1: There's a file extension in the title?
0: If we both know that weirder anime titles exist. Fair point. It's believed to be an anime so horrifically violent and disturbing that even the otakus won't touch it. And yet nobody can actually track down the file, which ironically is believed to be an mp4. So
1: it'd be the n.avi.mp4?
0: I've been hunting this thing since I was 14 years old, and I think I'm finally on the edge of cracking this mystery wide open. It all started by hiding outside the bushes of a local international video store that moves a lot of anime.
1: Riley, no! Is this what happens when I don't supervise you?
0: Silence, Evelyn, I'm in the flow. So anyway, I don't speak Japanese, but there was this one name that keeps coming up. Harry Gato. I think he must have something to do with big cake industry, but I'm not entirely sure yet.
1: Do you watch subs or dubs?
0: Dubs. Dubs all the way.
1: That tracks. What makes you say that? Uh, no reason.
0: Mom, shut the fuck up, we're trying to record down here!
1: She sounds madder than usual.
0: Probably has something to do with the letters she keeps throwing down here.
1: What letters?
0: Some dumb shit about suing me. I eat all of them as soon as she pushes them under the door.
1: I'm sorry, suing you?
0: Because I won't move out or get a real job. Podcasting is perfectly honest work.
1: Jeez, I knew your mom hated you, but that seems a
0: little... I'm not settling this out of court and you can't make me! Evelyn, pause the recording. The end.avi can wait.
1: Are you sure? I thought you were in the flow.
0: I was, but now the flow has been blocked by a large rock. And that rock is named Justice, and it waits for no man.
1: But if it's a rock, it can't not wait because rocks can't really move.
0: To the courthouse. So, listeners, it's the next day, and we're recording from the road. Well, from the Leon County Courthouse. Because I'm about to whip my own mom in a legal battle.
1: I still can't believe she's suing you, and I can't believe you wanted to take it to court!
0: I have no money to settle it, Ev. What else am I supposed to do? And besides, I've got this in the bag. In case you haven't noticed, I am very smart.
1: So if you're gonna defend yourself, do you at least know who the prosecution is? The whomst? You know, the lawyer your mom hired to argue her case?
0: Ah, yes. The bad guy lawyer.
1: Are you sure you're up to this, Riley?
2: Absolutely! This isn't over! The lawyer's a flesh gate! She turned the kids against me! My own kids! My own wife! God damn you!
3: Don't make us tase you again, John.
2: But what about my wife?
0: Well, I'm definitely more up to it than him. At least I wore a shirt. And pants.
1: Whatever you say, Riles. I just want to make sure you know what you're up against. I watched a lot of Ally McBeal in my day, and one of the things I learned is that it's useful to know who your opponent is.
0: I ate the letter before I retained any of the information in it. And it doesn't matter who the bad guy lawyer is, because I'm going to ream them with my facts and logic. (laughs) Ah, fuck. I'm fucked. I'm so fucked.
4: What? What's wrong?
0: I see red hair in the bad guy lawyer box. Don't make eye contact. Riley! Too
5: late. Parker! I was hoping you'd be dead in a ditch somewhere by now. No such luck. Glad to see you showed up anyway. Oh. Did you not read the court notice? I'm the prosecutor. Your mom's paying me to defeat you. Why? No offense, but she could have gotten literally any other lawyer. Oh, none taken. She wanted to psych you out because I think she assumes we're friends? Yeah, she does, actually. She keeps asking me when I'm gonna invite you over again. Either way, she's being very unethical, but, like, I couldn't say anything. She's... terrifying. Oh, I thought you were good with people! I am, but I also value my life and I know my limits. And, let's be honest here, your mother is really stretching the definition of people.
1: Wait, Parker, didn't you say you got kicked out of law school?
5: I went back. It turns out, if you're an articulate, good-looking man, colleges are willing to, like, look over a lot. It's fucked up, honestly, but it works in my favor, so... Oh shit, you're recording all of this, aren't you? Yup!
1: First episode of season two! Oh,
5: sweet! Congrats!
1: Also, weren't you doing arts law?
5: Eh, art, alimony, they both begin with an A. Hey, uh, listen. I want you to know that I've got no stake in this argument, okay? I'm just here because I'm getting paid. And I know you're going to take this personally, because I would too if I was in your shoes, but I can't go easy on you. Your mom said if I don't give at least 120%, she'd sever one of my hands at the wrist.
3: I'll rise for the Honorable Judge Ricky for the win.
5: Alright, best of luck. And seriously, no hard feelings. Pre-trial high five? Okay, fair enough. Evelyn,
1: There, that's the best you're going to get.
5: I'll take it. See you on the stand.
6: Good morning. We're here today for the case of... uh, Almanzor v. Almanzor. The defendant, Riley Almanzor, will be representing themselves. The plaintiff, Carmen Almanzor, who is also the defendant's mother, will be represented by... Sorry, who are you? Parker Matthews. Right. Whatever. Him. Due to a previous engagement, the plaintiff, Mrs. Almanzor, is not here today. However, she wants all of you to know that she can see and hear everything. Oh, what is this case again, Tim? The mom's
3: suing her kid because they refuse to get a real job and to move out, Your Honor.
6: Oh, okay. This trial is perhaps one of the biggest wastes of time in the history of the Florida state court system. As such, I refuse to dignify it by using my real gavel. Instead, I'm just going to make gavel noises with my mouth. Now, let's get this crazy train rolling so we can all break for lunch by two. Mixel almonds or your opening statement.
1: Go get him, Riley! I believe in you!
0: Thank you. Valued colleagues, My name is Riley Almanzor, and I will be representing myself. The dictionary gives the following definition of the word conspiracy.
1: Oh, we are so boned.
0: A conspiracy is a secret plan by a group to do something unlawful or harmful. Unlawful, as in against the law. Harmful, as in causing harm.
1: Please stop digging this hole, Riles. I'm begging you.
0: Valued colleagues, there was a conspiracy going on. A conspiracy to deny me the right to have a roof over my head. That conspiracy is called capitalism, and my parents are involved in it. I'm an adult. I'm legally allowed to live wherever I want, and the people out there that want to make me go out and get a job are the ones who should be on trial on this day.
6: That's it. That's all I need to say. Case dismissed. gavel! Gavel gavel! That's my line. You don't get to say that. Sit down. Good luck trying to top that, Matthews. I feel so much second-hand embarrassment for you right now. Mr. Matthews, your opening statement. Try to make it a little less profoundly stupid than the last one. Valued colleagues, Today I'm here to
5: posit the argument that my associate, Riley Almanzor, is a nightmare, with whom nobody should be forced to live. Yes, it is true that I got my law degree all of two months ago. But that still makes me more qualified to be standing here than my associate ever has been or will be. Friends, Riley Almanzor is here today representing themselves. Do you know who else did that? Ted Bundy. And look where that got him. (laughs) That's real rich. Him comparing me to Ted Bundy?
1: Remind me who Ted Bundy was.
5: A really shitty lawyer. Am I saying that Riley should get the chair? No, of course not, but I do think that all options should be on the table. With all that said, I call to the stand my first character witness, Maria Zagarella. State your name for the record.
4: Maria Zagarella.
5: So, Mrs. Zagarella, you're the owner of Mama Zagarella's Cyclops Italian Pizzeria on Monroe Street.
4: Uh, That's correct. Uh, I have been selling family-style pizzas to the people of Tallahassee for over 30 years now. But my business is falling apart because this demon keeps eating all of my delivery boys.
5: And when you say this demon, you're referring to the defendant, Riley Almanzor. I'd like everyone to note that Mrs. Zagarella just crossed herself. How many delivery drivers did the defendant kill and eat in the period before you banned them from your establishment?
0: Objection, this is a conflict of interest. I know for a fact that the bad guy lawyer- Prosecutor. The persecutor, whatever, he's been guilty of eating multiple people, and for him to call me out on it is highly hypocritical. Aren't
5: there laws against that? I'd like to clarify that's not the subject of this line of questioning. I'm merely referring to the incidents in relation to the defendant's effect on Mrs. Zagarella's business. I make no judgment on the act of people eating. In fact, everyone who's eaten at least one person, raise your hand. I count about 30 hands here.
6: I agree, we live in a frightening world. Please continue.
5: Thank you, your honor. Anyway, Mrs. Zagarella, how exactly have the defendant's actions damaged your business?
4: First, they ate my nephew, Tony, and they let it slide because O'Reilly is such a good customer. Then they ate my other nephew, Frankie, and i let it slide because frankie was an asshole but then then they came for john john Wheeler was the best delivery boy i had ever hired he was a lack of son to me he was my favorite even over my own actual son I'm sorry, Luigi, but you know it's true.
6: Ma, he wasn't even your real son!
5: Yeah, but he never drank on the job. Mrs. Zagarella, I can see that this is an emotional subject for you and your whole family.
4: Objection!
0: I saved John from going
4: to
5: hell for video piracy. That didn't get him his job back though, did it? Quiet, Hugh. Anyway, your objection is overruled. Wonderful. Now that we've established all of that, I'll invite my colleague up here to give their cross-examination. I will gladly do that, thank you.
0: Now, Mrs. Zagarella, if that is your real name...
4: Don't you come any closer to me! Don't talk to me! Don't even look at me! I have a pizza cutter! I'll a you like a deep dish, I swear to God!
5: No further questions, Your Honor.
0: Oh yeah? Well, I call my first character witness to the stand. Arcuni, get your ass up here!
4: That was a little unprofessional, don't you think?
0: I don't. State
5: your name for the record.
4: Shannon Nagoro Martinez Arcuni. that's long for Shaz.
5: Objection! Is that a meatball sub?
4: I'm sorry, am I the one being put on trial? Is it a crime to eat a fucking sandwich in this country?
6: Your honor, can we- Overruled. That's an excellent sandwich. Let them continue. So, Shaz,
0: go on and tell the good people why, despite the fact I am very mentally stable and extremely intelligent, you think I deserve to be allowed to live in the same house as my parents indefinitely.
4: I think you would genuinely die if you were left to your own devices for too long.
0: Wrong. Incorrect. This is not what we agreed on.
4: But it's true, and honestly, sweetheart, it's the best argument anyone could ever possibly make in your favor. If you didn't have some kind of supervision, your body would be found stuck in someone's cat flap in a week.
0: You're grossly misrepresenting me. Start over.
4: No, I'm right. You're the least stable person I've ever known. You should be here asking me to adopt you. Admit that I'm smart!
6: Objection. My colleague is leading the witness. Gavel, gavel, gavel. That's enough, Mixter Elmanzor. Stop talking, please. For all of us. Fine. I'm ashamed to even know you, Shannon.
1: Bradley, you have to tag Parker in now. It's like pro wrestling.
0: Oh, right. Uh, Matthews, go get him.
5: Thank you. I will.
4: Go on, Ginger. Begin your cross-examination. You'll have to torture me to make me talk.
5: This is neither the time nor the place for that.
4: So you're saying that there is a time and a place for it. I like your style. Mr. Arcuna, you're a friend of the Almanzor family? Correct, I guess. Carmen Almanzor is my sister-in-law's aunt.
5: So you're pretty familiar with both the defendant and the plaintiff on a personal level. Correct. And why have you chosen, of the two of them, to stand here as a character witness for the defendant?
4: Because, my dear bitches. This bug-eyed being that you see sitting before you, one Riley Almanzor is not only Goblin and Creature, but also definitively Baby. And that's B-A-B-I-E, Your Honor.
6: Thank you for clarifying the spelling of Baby.
4: You're welcome. Anywho, every interaction I've ever had with Riley has made it painfully obvious that they're woefully underprepared for life among the living. I've personally seen them eat candles, and they wash their t-shirts and dish soap. As bad a parent as Carmen is, throwing them out onto the streets would be textbook baby endangerment.
5: I see what your point is, but I'm hesitant to accept any testimony from the ghoul who walked in here 20 minutes late eating a meatball sub.
4: Which I paid for, just like I paid for my plane tickets with money that I earned at my job. I'm a fully responsible adult. And an excellent character witness, actually.
5: Is it true that you once guested on Les's morgue while high on several drugs at once?
4: I would like to clarify I was not high when I arrived. I merely became high because the co-host is a ghost. Which, as we all know, no sober, living, or mentally sane person can see. This is a proven scientific fact that only further proves that I am both alive and mentally sane.
5: Fair enough. I can't technically say that you're wrong
4: no you cannot all the evidence i'm presenting you has pretty definitively shown that i am a good character witness and a stable adult and potentially an excellent dad
0: objection
6: you can't adopt me i'm older than you overruled that's not the point of this trial
4: my point still stands
6: okay your time is mercifully over go sit back down uh I'm too hungover for this. Mr. Matthews, do you have another witness, or will you be sparing us further torment? Uh, yes, Your Honor, I do.
5: I call to the stand, Captain Sijmael. Son of a bitch! I thought
0: we killed him.
1: You thought you and Chip killed him?
0: Semantics, Evelyn. Point is, the world is indefinitely worse off for him continuing to exist in it.
1: Okay, that we can agree on. <laughs>
5: State your name for the record?
2: Captain Hederatio Shishmail.
5: Now, Captain Sishmail, please explain to everyone here what your personal grievance with the defendant is.
2: Hark, tis a long and shorted tale. I met the defendant after I sailed through the Gamer Gate, following the destruction of my beautiful ship, the Pecker, by the monstrous priest known as. moby Day. It was a story as old and as natural as the sea, man versus boob. And then this scallywag and their bosomy ghost companion joined me aboard the Pekatoo. But instead of helping me slay the beast and right the terrible wrong done unto me and me crew, they turned me cabin boy Chip against me and shot me in the facts. And that's how I lost the Pequod and my. T- uh, oh, 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 oh! I'm not crying. I have allergies. It's gay to cry.
5: Thank you, captain. That will be more than enough.
2: <clears throat> Friends,
5: here we have another clear-cut case of the defendant being a physical danger to the people around them. Look at this once proud sea captain reduced to
2: <laughs> No! No homo. <laughs>
5: whatever that is, I could continue this line of questioning for hours, but it would only prove what we already know, that Riley Almanzor is dangerous. (sighs) Okay, he's all yours, Almanzor.
0: Captain Sishmail, if that is your real name. The last time we saw each other, I had assumed you drowned after failing to harpoon the Moby-Tit.
2: Oh, I survived, no thanks to you. It was by my masculine ingenuity that won the day. I returned from being thrown into the dips by breathing nothing but my own farts for three days. When I got used to the taste, it was all smooth cycling. I surfaced as an even greater man with a reinvigorated passion for revenge.
0: Cool, I hate that. Now you continue to call yourself a sailor, despite no longer actively being the captain of a vessel of any kind. I don't know about the rest of you, but that seems awfully dishonest.
2: Neptune's ass crack! How dare you defame me this way! You may be able to take the sailor out of the Navy, but you'll never get the seaman out of me!
0: Valued colleagues, my associate, Mr. Matthews, has tried to convince you that I was unjustified in shooting this man in the testicle, but as you can clearly see, everything he says somehow manages to be the worst thing I've ever heard every single time. Motion to disqualify the witness. On
6: what grounds? He's gross. Motion carried.
2: Science again by the supposedly tolerance left! Hand this us what you call a courtroom.
1: Hey Riley, I've got an idea! What? How about you call me up as a witness? I can't do that. Why not?
0: First of all, you'd have to possess me, and I'm sick of getting possessed for the sake of the stupid podcast. And secondly, I know you, Evelyn. You're going to go up there, and you're going to say the same stuff that Shaz was saying about me being a creature and a baby and washing my clothes with dish soap. Which I only did that one time, by the way.
1: Riley, you have to look at this realistically. You can't just say, I deserve to live in my parents' basement just because. The only way you're going to win is by arguing that you can't be trusted to live on your own.
0: But I don't... want to do that? It'd be super humiliating.
6: Mix Almanzor, do you have anything you'd like to share with the rest of us?
0: Yes? <clears throat> I would like to call myself as a witness.
1: Riley, please.
0: Shut up, Evelyn.
5: I've got this in the bag. All right, sure. So, Riley. That is my name. Some people in this courtroom might be concerned by the fact that you've been sitting here muttering to yourself this entire trial.
0: Yes, well, I definitely wasn't talking to myself just now, because I don't do that. I am very stable. It's just that there is a ghost that follows me around sometimes and gives me advice. I know you
5: can see her, so don't try to play that card. Of course, I'm looking right at her. I'm just clarifying for the people who can't see her. That would be Evelyn Hooper, your co-host.
0: Yes. Podcasting, by the way, is a real job, which is another reason why the suit is invalid. I'm currently making tens of dollars from Patreon, a fact which the Prosecco... Prosecution. A fact which you
5: have not brought up at any point during this trial. I see. So while I've been operating under the assumption that you have no independent source of income, you in fact are earning your own money on a reasonably regular basis.
0: Yes, so you can tell my trash, garbage mom that I am contributing to the stupid economy. So
5: you… you could move out if you wanted to? Hypothetically speaking? Oh, fuck me sideways! I don't think I need to say anything else, friends. The defendant has been misleading this court about their source of income this entire time. They just admitted it, right now. No further questions. I call my next witness- What about my cross-examination? You can't cross-examine yourself, Riley. The hell I can't! Hey, Riley, if that is your real name, do you think you should be
0: allowed to live at home without paying rent? Yes, Riley, I do, case closed.
5: See, I did it, fuck you. Anyway, I call my next witness, Brains Vincent, who will be appearing from the flotation tank his severed head now lives in via Skype link.
7: Hey, jury.
5: State your name for the record.
7: Vincent Vincent, but my friends call me Brains.
5: So, Mr. Vincent, you were a successful beauty guru on Instagram and YouTube until just over a year ago. Is that correct?
7: Damn skippy. Would
5: you mind telling the court what specific incident caused you to abandon that career?
7: As you can see, I was devoured from the neck down. Without my hands, I can no longer make my videos. I've had to move back in with my parents full
5: time. Ladies and gentlemen, That's another person whose career and livelihood were ruined by the defendant's actions. If they have that effect on strangers, imagine the stress that they cause to their own family. Oh, motherfucker. What? Did you see that look he just gave me?
1: Yeah, he... did he just stick his tongue out at you?
5: Now, am I saying that Riley is to be blamed for their behavior? Certainly not. I know what he's gonna try and pull. Riley is, like all of us, a product of their upbringing. Son of a bitch! Mr. Vincent, before I hand you over to my colleague, how much time did you spend living in the medicine cabinet at 247 Mayhem Way?
0: About four weeks. Objection! I know what he's about to do and I don't like it! Overruled.
6: Mr. Matthews, continue. I can only take this bull honky for so long. How would you describe the general
5: vibe of the Almanzor household?
7: In a word? kind of a shit show. A lot of arguing in that house. I could hear it all through the pipes. Riley threatens to kill their parents on a near daily basis, and Carmen regularly makes them cry. It's honestly heartbreaking. But then again, Riley did eat my entire body, so maybe I shouldn't feel bad for them.
5: And that, THAT, is the root of the problem. How could we expect anyone to develop into a well-adjusted member of society living in that kind of environment? The relationship between parent and child here is clearly not beneficial to either party. Riley is a powerful destructive force, but that itself is a result of Carmen's negative influence. And that is why the best course of action is obviously to separate them by forcing Riley to move out. Now, I'll allow my colleague to cross-examine. I will shit in your coffee, Matthews. Why? I'm on your side here. I'm trying to get you out of an abusive home situation. Don't you agree with me? I've never cried once in my entire life. Yes you have. Shut up or I'll come to your house and eat the rest of you. You seem a little shaken up Riley. Maybe you should skip this cross-examination. Ah!
8: Looking to get fit for summer? Improve your lifestyle? Get your legs so toned you could run away from your problems forever? Are you tired of trying fad diets and watching them fail every time? Just like all of your relationships? Well, the solution to all your problems is finally here. Clio. Hi, I'm Clio. I've been training for over 300 years. People always ask me, hey Clile, how did you get so stacked? And now you can find out using my 10-step method. My online course will cover cardio, self-defense, weights, one bicep curl, Two Bicep Curls! Three Bicep Curls! <laughs> Plus so much more! You can find them all on my website www.beefisavampiretrainer.com for a monthly payment of twenty nine ninety five. Plus, search for Beefy's Vampire Trainer on Instagram to find even more Witness tips and tricks from me, Clyle. Clyle! In just six weeks, you too will be jacked enough to fight God for the crime of creating you.
9: My God,
2: Clyle!
5: shit. Admit I'm a genius and I don't cry. Admit it. Brains was the one who said that you cry. Why are you hitting me? Because he doesn't have a body to fight back with.
7: And whose fault is that in the first place? Stay Stay out out of this, brains.
6: Brains. Asshole, this was a new suit. Ow. Gavel, 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 gavel. Order. Order. I can't make the noises loud enough. God, this was supposed to be an easy decision. I should have followed my dreams and become a dancer.
1: Okay, listeners. I didn't researching a little about pirates recently, and I learned that, in addition to being very good with finances, they also had their own maritime code. So, maybe this is a long shot, but I might know which of our old friends we can call on to help us out.
4: Parker, use my pizza cutter! Do it for John!
1: Spirits of money and finance, I invoke you to come to our aid! Heck yeah! Just in time!
10: Ahoy, Miss Evelyn!
1: Ahoy, Captain Teach! Thanks for showing up at such short notice.
10: I didn't expect we'd be speaking again so soon. How go your finances?
1: Still not great, unfortunately. That's not why I called you here, though. As you can tell, we're in a courthouse right now.
10: Aye, that we be. I swore I'd never set foot in one of these buildings during my lifetime, but hey, it is no longer me lifetime. So tis all gravy. How can I be of service to you lass?
1: Riley's representing himself in court, and it's not going too well. I know the pirates had a lot of legal know-how, so I was hoping you could take over the case for us. we owe you one.
10: Hmm... This be quite the request to drop on me at such short notice. Typically, I'd need me first mate to serve as my paralegal while I develop me arguments.
1: I know, but I'll pull you in while Riley's over there suplexing the prosecution. Their mom is suing them to move out, but they have no money, and they can't argue their way out of a paper bag. The prosecuting lawyer just made Riley appear emotionally vulnerable, so they started throwing down! Ow, my ear!
6: You're making a mockery of this court system, the both of you! We
1: need you to make a compelling argument for why Riley deserves to stay at home with their parents! Preferably with a solid character witness! Please, Blackbeard, I promise we'll return the favor!
10: Is that a sailor's promise? I
1: can give you a scout's honor, will that do?
10: Aye, so be it. I'm going in.
1: Yay!
0: Ar, get off me, you scurvy dog!
5: Uh, hey
6: Riley, what just happened?
1: That's Blackbeard's ghost!
6: I'm sorry? Can someone please explain to me what's going on?
0: Judge, wenches, and mates of the courtroom, my name is Edward Teach, captain of the Queen Anne's Revenge, better known to all ye land lovers as Blackbeard. I have commandeered this vessel by request of the defendant. Objection,
6: you can't just- Overruled. Let's see what he has to say.
0: I realize that it may be unorthodox, but I'd be doing it for Riley's own good. They're as unfit for legal battle as a 2001 Honda Civic is for seafaring. How
2: dare you! The P.E.K.K.A. 3 is a fine and manly vessel!
6: Gavel, gavel, gavel! Order in the court. I've headed up to here with everyone's shit today. Mr. T, continue.
0: Are, Mr. Vincent. Though what you say be true, and there be much anger and disagreement in the Almanzor home, do you believe that the defendant is entirely unhappy with their living situation?
7: Uh, no, I guess not. They're not the best at self-care, but they get by. If they could avoid interacting with their mom during the day, they were generally happy. They seem to really like that basement for some reason. And their dad isn't the worst.
0: Aye, and there be the truth of the matter. Wenches and mates of the courtroom, this be not a simple issue to resolve. Perhaps the defendant's mother is a salty trollop. Could it be folly to believe that just because a child be above the age of 18, the solution be to force them out? The plaintiff be offering no financial assistance, and the defendant has no other support network.
4: My adoption office still stands. No, it doesn't.
0: This case be not one for the court system. In this pirate's humble opinion, ye be more in need of family counselling. For my final character witness, I call to the stand William Beauregard Slaughter.
1: Wait, who? <sighs> Bubba's not his real name?
0: State your name for the record.
9: William Slaughter, but my friends call me Bubba.
0: Thank you. And how, Mr. Slaughter, do ye assess the defendant's character?
9: I think the accusations being leveled at you, I mean, at Riley, are completely baseless. And, I can say from personal experience that these accusations are made based on prejudice and petty family drama, not based on any real facts.
0: So, Mr. Slaughter, ye be saying that Riley's situation be not unlike your own?
9: Yes, sir. My father treats me about as well as Carmen treats her offspring. When I was seven, he made me stand on the roof and hold the TV antenna during a thunderstorm so he wouldn't miss the Cowboys v. Patriots game. I recognize the patterns of abuse here. Luckily, I've had the support of my older brother, but without that, I think I'd be just as maladjusted as Riley. No offense.
0: And what do you say to the claims of the defendant being dangerous to themselves and others?
9: I think they're extremely overblown and ableist. Speaking as someone with my own difficulties in communication and socialization, I think that many people fear those of us who don't adhere to normal social codes. If Carmen Almanzer and the people here arguing on her behalf today took the time to consider Riley's point of view, they'd understand that if they were in similar situations, they'd probably commit some light murder as well.
0: Thank ye for that moving testimony, Mr. Slaughter. That'll be all for me, Your Honor.
6: Very well... Mr. Matthews. Yep, cool. So... Mr. Slaughter,
5: you work for your father at the Last Chance Texas Style Barbecue, and you've never once had a problem with the defendant?
9: Yes, sir.
5: I just find that interesting, because Every other witness I've called up today has maintained that Riley is unstable and dangerous to, at the very least, the livelihood, if not the actual lives,
9: of everyone around them. As I very clearly stated, those claims are wildly exaggerated.
5: I see. Can you... clarify where you think the misunderstanding comes from?
9: Once again, I said this already to the defense. It comes from an unwillingness to communicate or empathize with someone whose disability makes normal social rules irrelevant. But regardless of mental illness, isn't it also true that- Please let me finish. I have to type all of these words out. Anyway, if you keep framing actions that are a result of trauma, poor socialization, and mental illness as dangerous to others, you're taking the focus of the argument away from how Riley is the one who's in the most vulnerable position. Framing them as the aggressor and trying to force them out isn't going to solve anything. That doesn't change the fact that the world isn't suited to accommodate people like Riley.
5: Well, Mr. Slaughter, you've made a surprisingly articulate point. I will give you that. So, let's say hypothetically, you're right. By extension, that would mean everyone here that Riley killed or maimed or shot in the balls is actually in the wrong.
9: That's exactly what I'm saying. For example, Riley likely wouldn't have killed so many delivery boys if Zagarella's pizza didn't encourage their employees to walk into houses without knocking.
5: Really? Mrs. Zagarella, is... is that true?
4: I mean, yeah, if the door's open, I don't think you should have to knock. Uh, Come to think of it, maybe there is a security risk.
5: Duly noted. But what about Brains Vincent? He did nothing to provoke Riley, his only crime was being undead.
7: Well, actually, I listened to Less Morgue episode 2, and before I showed up, Riley was very obviously suffering from extreme hunger, and Evelyn kept ignoring them. That one's totally her fault.
1: Wow. Way to throw me under the bus, brains!
9: Do you
5: see what I mean? And as for Captain Sishmail,
2: Women can't drive!
5: You know what? No. I buy that one. Mr. Slaughter, uh, can I call you William?
9: No, sir. You may not.
6: Mr. Slaughter, you've prevented a very thoughtful argument. Thank you. Alright, I think it's about time we wrap this trial up, because this nihilistic joke has already taken way longer than it should have in the first place. We'll take a brief recess, then when we come back, I will announce my verdict.
1: Thanks a million,
10: Captain Teach! Yarr, was no trouble at all, Miss Evelyn. But I best be taking me leave now. I have to pick up Montague from the vet. He's off getting his beak cleaned.
0: (laughs) Oh, my head. Fucking hell, Hooper, did you possess me? Because I
5: swear to
1: God. No, Riley, Blackbeard did. What? Hold up, Parker?
5: Yeah? Is she telling the truth? Oh, yeah, Blackbeard's ghost replaced you for the last chunk of the trial. He was really good. Like, I don't know why you guys didn't get him from the beginning if he's cool with doing pro bono work like that.
10: Well,
1: you know, Riley's... Riley.
5: And I refuse to change. That's painfully obvious.
6: So what was the gist of his argument?
1: I don't know if we should tell you. Let's just wait and see if we won 1st
6: All rise. Thank you, everyone. I have come to a decision. Now... This seemed pretty cut and dry when it started. A simple case of shithead millennial refusing to be an adult. But it turned out to be much more complex than that. Valued colleagues, It's my opinion that, yes, Riley Almanzor is violent, delusional, pig-headed, and severely antisocial. And yes, a lot of that is the result of Carmen Almanzor's neglectful and emotionally abusive parenting. I would also agree that perhaps, in theory, separating them would be the best court of action. But to quote the insightful interpretation of Mr. William Slaughter... (coughs) The world is not always suited to accept people like Riley. And that is a fault of the system, not a moral failure of the individual. This trial has proven that the plaintiff and defendant are both awful people. But at least Riley has an excuse. Yes, Riley causes constant problems for everyone, but Carmen created this monster and has no right to try and sue her mistakes away. Therefore, it's my opinion that Riley be allowed to stay in the Almanzor household for as long as they choose, with the proviso that they attend family counseling sessions and pay a small percentage of their Patreon earnings as rent. We'll review this in about a year and change, but for now, I think we all just want to go home and enjoy our Fridays. Gaffel, gaffel, gaffel. Gaffel. Gaffel, gaffel, gaffel. Yeah, yeah.
5: Well, an attempt was made. It's been nice knowing you two.
1: Uh, that's fine, Parker. You did your best and that's what matters.
5: Speaking of which, have
0: you thought about which hand you want to lose?
5: I mean, I guess the left one?
0: Now that you said that, she's gonna go for the right. Motherfucker! See what I mean? Nobody's impressed, Mom! You're just giving me more ammunition for family counseling.
1: How did she get here so fast?
0: Doesn't matter. She's just taken the car and left with Dad, so I guess we're taking the bus home.
5: Let's go. Hey, how about you give me back my hand, so I can- Okay, I guess not. Hey Parker? No hard feelings.
3: Alrighty, all neural networks are online. Photon readings look, uh, decent. And as of two minutes ago, the Tribunal's given us the go-ahead to start. Still blows my goddamn mind this thing got greenlit. All it take is one little electrical short, and then the entire eastern seaboard loses power. No shit. All the more reason to make sure we get this right. How are the CF tanks holding up? Still got plenty of juice. And what about microfusion? Eh, looks like, uh, assuming everything holds, uh, we won't even need it. That's a relief. Okay, what about- 688? What? You're stalling. No, I'm not. I'm just being thorough. Thorough people don't ask about the cold fusion takes seven times in under three minutes. That's not- Look, I get it. If we get this wrong, we're dead. But between you and me, I'd rather die in the pursuit of science and from this, than by making the tribunal wait too long. (sighs) You're right. Alright, ready at my mark. Mark. (laughs)
11: system designation 529. Online. Systems, nominal. Power supply, rising. Current location, unknown. Elaboration is requested. Oh,
3: thank fuck. Well, I'll be damned. First try. Okay, uh... Alright, let's see here uh, where to start. Um... Alright, yeah. Uh. Let's do a basic stress test. Uh, let's, uh... Go ahead and run some default flavor text through him and see how he takes it.
11: Copy that. Thank you for listening to Lesie's Morgue, the bi weekly comedy podcast from the Prates Collective. This episode was audio engineered by Scott Thomas and written by Meg Malloy Tootin, with episode art by Meg Malloy Tootin. This episode starred Alexis Bristow as Riley, Meg Malloy Tootin as Evelyn, and Shaz. Dan Zapula as Parker Matthews, Josh Ravino as Judge Ricky, Erica Sanderson as Mama Zagarella, Alex Viney as Brains Vincent, Gus Zagarella as Captain Sishmail and Luigi, Brandon Apacilli as Clyle, Rob O'Dwyer as Blackbeard, Charlie Port as John Knightman, and Scott Thomas as the Bailiff. Executive production by Ori Sakarau, with our theme song composed by Nick Heilman and performed by Michaela Kreider. Want to find out more about Les' Morgue? Visit our website at www.leslesmorgue.com Want to get updates on our show and interact with our ghoulish and ghostly hosts? Follow us on Twitter and Instagram from at Less is Morgue Tumblr at Less Morgue Pod And on our Facebook page at Les' Podcast Want to support the show and gain access to fun stuff like stickers Behind the Scenes Facts And exclusive mini for as little as a dollar a month? Check out our Patreon at Lessie's Morgue. Insert hilarious derailing gag here.
3: Ah, oh, hot damn. We did it. We sure did. Huh. You think this'll change anything? Well, assuming all the ordinance we gave him is operational, I'd say yes. Welcome to the world, 529. You're gonna make a lot of rebels wish they never joined the cause.